In this episode, we're going to look at how to implement a small network. I'll show you how to do it, and we'll talk about the concepts along the way. We'll be discussing how to create that network topology and then configure devices and verify that, co that connectivity. Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the KevDeckify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. This episode is part of my series on configuration examples for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at KevTechify. Let's get this adventure started. implement a small network. Here I have the packet tracer lab open. On the left side, we have our work area. And on the right side, I have our instructions. The bottom right is the packet tracer window that opens up when you open up packet tracer. The upper right is the Word document. We're, we have some fields to fill in. We have questions to answer as we work through this. That's why I have the Word document here opened up. Allows me to save those. Here's our instructions. Here's our addressing table. As we look at our addressing table, we have a router, we have a couple switches, we have a couple PCs. We have some blank fields in here with our addressing table. We're gonna have to fill those in as we work through here. The objectives for the lab here is to create the network topology. So we're actually going to build this in Packet Tracer. This lab's a little bit different. We're actually gonna go ahead and build our entire network. We're gonna place our devices in our working area on the left side, connect them up. And then part two, we're gonna go ahead and con configure those devices and verify our connectivity. On to part one. Part one, we're gonna create, create the network topology. Step one, obtain the required devices. And so inside a packet tracer here, what we're gonna do is we're going to put all of our devices up here. We're gonna drag them from the bottom left here and put them up there. Step 1A, click the network devices icon in the bottom toolbar. And if you look over here, this is our bottom toolbar and there's several devices to go here. This is the, this is the network devices they want us to click on. I make sure it's clicked, it's already highlighted. Click the router icon in the submenu. Down here is the submenu and routers is already selected. Locate the 1941 router, drag, click and drag the icon into the topology area. 1941, just look for the number right here. When you mouse over it, it says it down in the information area, right in this area. Click, drag, put it up there. I'm just gonna put it kinda in the center for us. Then, Click the switch entry in the submenu. Once again, the submenu is the bottom one down here. If you mouse over it, it tells you what you're mousing over. Here, there's our switches submenu. Locate the 2960, click and drag the icon into the topology. Here's a 2960, click and drag that up there. Repeat the steps so that there are two 2960s. I'm going to put one on each side of the router. And we have them there. Now click on the end devices. That's from the bottom toolbar. That's right here. Go ahead and click on that. Locate the PC icon. Drag two PCs to the topology area. Right here is our PCs. I'm going to drag one up on the other side to switch. Oops and I'm gonna drag a second one up there. And so I have them in a line. PC, switch, router, switch, PC. 
arrange the devices and layouts so you can work by clicking and dragging them. And, and so, yeah, if, if, you, if you want to put them in a different order, you can just click, hold, and drag, move them to wherever, but I'm just going to leave them in this order right now. PC, switch, router, switch, PC. Name the devices. The devices have default names that you need to change. Name, you'll name the devices as shown in the addressing table. You're changing the display names of the devices. So it's just the display name. It's what's being displayed here inside of Packet Tracer. It is not the actual device name. Your display names must match the information in the addressing table exactly. It is case sensitive and punctuation. And so you got to have capital letters. You got to have dashes where appropriate. If the display name does not match, you'll not be scored for your device. A. Click the device display name that is below the device icon. A text field should appear with a flashing insertion point. If the configuration window for this device appears, close it and try again, clicking a little further away from the device icon. And I'm going to start over here on the PC on the left. If you notice, I, I'm down here where it says PC0. I clicked on it. It opened it up. It says PC0 with our flashing icon. I'm going to scroll up to our addressing table. PC1 is what we want it to be called. Once again, pay attention to capitalization and punctuation. I clicked outside of it to enter in that name. And I'm going to just go ahead and repeat that for all of them. I'm going to do the other PC. I just clicked on where it says PC1. Change that into PC-2. Exactly how it's shown in our addressing table. Then we're going to do the switches. I'm going to keep switch one by PC one, just to keep all the ones on the left side, all the twos on the right side. Click on the name here. Name of PC or sorry, switch one is SW one, capital S, capital W one. And I'm going to go name the other switch right away. SW two. So capital S, capital W, capital two. And then our router name is RTA. Click where it says router zero. Change that to capital R, capital T, capital A. Our names, they match our addressing table exactly. Capital letters, punctuation. There we go. Step three, connect the devices. Click the orange lightning bolt connections in the icon in the bottom toolbar. Once again, down here in the bottom left of our packet trace area there is the orange lightning bolt it's the yellow red go ahead and click on that locate the copper straight through cable it looks like a solid black line over here this is an automatically choose we're, we're not going to use that this is a console this here is our copper straight through this is what we want i'm going to go ahead and click on that notice how it's changed into the cancel sign if i wanted to cancel it and not put a straight through line in there i could click it again but I want to select it when I move my cursor up. Notice it looks like the end of a network cable. It has an RJ45 with a little wire coming out. Step 3C. To connect the device, click, click the copper straight through cable icon. Then click the first device you want to connect. Select the correct port. Then click the second device. Select the correct port number. And the devices, or select the correct port. And the devices will be connected. Collect at, connect as specified down here in the table. And so what we want to do is from router A, I want to 
connect to switch one from gig zero zero to gig zero one on switch one. Okay, we'll start on router A. Router A, we're going from gig zero zero, and that goes to switch one. Switch one, and all I'm doing is left clicking here. That goes to gig zero one. The gigabits are all the way down on the bottom. I go ahead and click that, and notice we now have two red lights. Probably have to do some more configuration to turn them to green, but we had that solid line connecting those two. That connection is there. I'm going to connect the other wire here for router A. It goes from router A, gig 01, to switch to gig 01. Once again, I got to come down here, click on my copper straight through, click on router A, select gigabit Ethernet 01, and then that goes to switch to gigabit ethernet one gigabits are at all the way at the bottom gig ether zero one there we go now we have our switches connected we now have to connect switch one to pc one once again using our copper straight through from sw1 we are connecting fast ethernet zero one so right up here on the top and that goes to pc one the fast ethernet zero Click on PC1, right here is Fast Ethernet Zero. Go ahead and click on it. Gives us our straight line through there. The last device we gotta connect here is Switch 2 to PC2. Come down on the bottom, select our copper straight through again. Click on Switch 2. We are looking for Fast Ethernet Zero 01, which is right here towards the top. And that goes to PC2 Fast Ethernet 0. Go ahead and click on that. And now we have a solid line there. We now have four solid lines that are connecting all of our devices up. I hope you're liking this episode on practical configuration examples. Leave a comment on what you think about these configuration examples. If you still have a question or comment, please let me know below. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. On to part two, we now need to configure our devices. Before we get to step one here, we need to record the PC addressing and the gateway addresses in the addressing table. We can use any available addresses in the network for PC1 and PC2. I'm gonna go ahead and scroll up here to our addressing table. And what we need to do is come up with addressing here for PC1, PC2, come up with the IP address, and then we need to come up with the default gateway for our switches and the PCs, depending upon what network they are in. As we look here, we can see that router A has two interfaces. They have two IP addresses, and the network address for, for one interface is 10.10.10. The network interface for the other network is 10.10.20. What I'm going to do is keep all of the devices with the number one, PC1, Switch1, on the 10-10-10 network. So the third octet is a 10. All the devices with a 2 in their name, Switch2, PC2, I'm going to keep on the 10-10.20 network. The third octet is a 20. I'm going, to, I'm going to segment it that way. And if you notice, they've already started doing something like that. Down here, Switch1 is on the 10.10.10.20 network, so that device has a one in it. Third octet is a 10. 
that means it's on this network right here. Well, the default gateway for VLAN one is the router address. If we come over here and look at our topology, this is what we're looking at here, is this part of the network. What we're gonna do is set up this connection or set up these I addresses in this area right here, the switch one, the IP address, and then switch one's default gateway is the interface here on R1 that it connects to. Once again, remember your default gateway is your exit off of your network. So you have to connect into a router. That router then can connect you to other networks. And so we're looking at this interface right here is our default gateway coming into our addressing table. That is on the gig zero zero interface. And we can tell that by mousing right over here. This is zero zero. It's if I spread these out a little bit more, you can see that the gig zero zero interface is connected here to switch one. And that's what we're looking for. So this will be the default gateway for all the devices on this network. That means for switch one and PC one, the default gateway is the IP address of the gig zero zero interface, which is right here, which is 10.10.10.1. And so I'm going to go enter in the uh, default gateway for both the switch one, 10, 10, 10 1, and for PC one, 10, 10, 10 1. The other thing I have to do on this network is now get an IP address for PC one. The usable range here, looking at the network address, the first address was assigned to the default gateway, the router. That was a dot one. The second usable address was assigned to the switch. That was a dot two. I'm going to give the PC the third one. And so that would be dot three. And so the PC address, sorry, the PC IP address here will be 10.10.10.3. That will give us our, our working information. Let's go in and finish the rest of our addressing table. As we look at our addressing table here, once again, the other connection coming out here and I, I positioned my devices a little bit around. So when I mouse over, I can see that this is the gig zero one interface. That's the one that's the default gateway for this network here. All of these devices need to go up to this interface right here and that is our exit on and off of our network. And once again, that was the gig zero one interface on router a this is then this is gig zero one this is its ip address so that is the address the default gateway ip address to get on and off of our network i'm going to go ahead enter that in for switch two and router two 10.10.20.1 and default gateway for pc2 10.10.10. oh sorry start completely over 10.10.20.1. Last thing we have to do in the addressing table is get an IP address for PC2. It is on this network here once again. That was the gig01 interface. First assignable IP address went to the router interface, 10.10.20.1. The second usable address went to the switch, 10.10.20.2. Once again, notice the third octet is 20 signifying we're on a different network. Now let's give the third address to PC2. 
That would be 10.10.20.3, the third usable IP address. Here is our addressing table completed with IP addresses and default gateways. Now we can get on to step one and part two. We're gonna configure the router. Configure the basic settings on our router. Well, the basic settings, once again, include the host name. I'm gonna go ahead and click on the router here. Bring that up. I expand the window a little bit wider, left and right, going ahead. Press return to get started. I am in my device. First thing they want us to do is set the device name. We need to get into privilege exec mode. Go ahead and type enable. And then we need to get in global configuration mode, config T. Set the host name. Command is host name. And then if we look at our addressing table, is RTA, capital R, capital T, capital A. RTA. And you can see that our, our name changed from the generic router to what we just named it. It now says RTA in our prompt. Configure Cisco ENPA55 as the encrypted password. Okay, as we are in global configuration mode, we can do that by typing enable space secret. We either put secret or password in there. Password stores the password in clear text. Secret encrypts it. And we're asking for the encrypted password. We're going to use the keyword as secret. So we got enable secret. And then we actually put in what we want for our password. Capital C-I-S-C-O-E-N-P-A-5-5. And in true Cisco fashion, no news is good news. If I would have entered that in wrong, I would have gotten an error or a warning, but I entered it in correctly. Thereby, Cisco's operating system did not give me any feedback. No news is good news. On to three here. Configure the Cisco line PA55 as the password on all lines. Okay. Now, on all lines, that means we're looking at our virtual terminal lines and our console lines. We are in global configuration mode. We need to get into our console, so that's line con zero. We only have one console port, and so that's why we only have to enter in the zero. Once again, computers start counting with zero. Our prompt change saying we are in the line configuration mode. Let's set our password here. P-A-S-S-W-O-R-D, capital C-I-S-C-O, L-I-N-E-P-A-5-5. There we go. Then we have to set our passwords for our virtual terminal lines. At this point in time, I can go ahead and type exit. And then we come in line, space, VTY, space, zero. And then once again, there's multiple virtual terminals that can be connected at one time. So we have to do a range. So line VTY 04. Set our password here again as password. Cisco line EA55. Exit out. All lines should accept connections. Well, I guess I should have did the login right away. So let's go ahead and quickly do that. Line con zero. 
and then you have to tell the login process to use that password we just set. And that is just simply the word login. Now, we don't have to type exit and then type line VTY0. We can just switch that at this point in time by typing in line VTY04. And type in login again to apply that password to the login process. That's all the basic settings we are looking for. Now we are on to configuring the interfaces with addressing, descriptions, and then we're going to save our configuration. I'm going to do the addressing and descriptions together at the same time while I'm in there. First thing is we need to get out of line configuration mode. Go ahead and type exit once. Still keeps us in global configuration mode. Then we have to do address and description on the interfaces. We have router A here. I'm up on the addressing table now. Gigabit zero, zero. Here's our address. Here's our subnet mask. Let's get into that interface. So from global configuration mode, type in int space g0 slash zero we can now enter in our ip address ip space address of 10.10.10.1 and because we are setting this ip address we also have to include our subnet mask for ip version 4 or our prefix the slash number for ip version 6 when you set in address you need to include that subnet information but when you connect to an existing one and say you're telnetting or SSHing or pinging to an existing IP address, you don't have to put that subnet in. Right now we're setting it. We need to make sure we include that subnet mask. Our subnet mask is a slash 24 or three 255s followed by a zero. Go ahead, enter that. No news is good news. And one of the things we're asked for is a description. Our description starts with the keyword description. Anything after that turns into our description. And this is the connection to network 10.10.10.0. This is how I do name or put in a lot of my descriptions as what network am I connecting to? And then I put the network address in there. Last thing we have to do, because we are working with interfaces, make sure to activate that interface. Make sure to turn it on. How do we do that? That is the no shutdown command again. As soon as I typed in no shutdown, our interface went up, our line protocol went up. And that's exactly what we are looking for. Next step is to configure G01 interface with the IP address and description information. Right here, you could either type exit and then type in interface G01, or I could just type interface G0 slash one, switches me to that. Type in our IP address, so IP space address space 10.10.20.1, because we're setting this IP address, we also need the subnet mask. 255, 255.0. Put in a description. Connection to network 10.10. Oh, 
Okay, I'm going to start that network address over 10.10.20.0. Now, this description, it works for me and in this situation. The correct description, though, for you is what works in your situation, what works for your company. And this is, this is a suggestion I have. Your company may have something different or you may want to name it something different so it makes a little bit more sense to you. Whatever works is the correct answer here. Go ahead and hit enter. And last thing is to activate that interface with the no shutdown command. We see that our interfaces went up. Our line protocol has went up. Okay, I'm gonna scroll down in our directions. Last step here is to save our configuration. From interface configuration mode, I need to exit out once to global configuration mode, exit out a second time into privilege exec mode. From here, we can save our configurations. And once again, that is copying our RAM into the startup file itself. That way when the device turns on, it will load that in and that's a copy command. And we are copying our RAM which is also our running configuration. So it's running dash config. And where are we copying it from to where are we copying it to? We are copying it to the startup dash config. Go ahead, type that in, hit enter. It's going to confirm. Do you want to call the destination startup config? Yes, we do. Hit enter, builds it and saves it. Now we could shorten that down to COP run space sta usually a little short for people what most people seem to, to remember here is copy run space start that's what i see most people use for that and as you can see i hit that going to confirm do you want to call it startup config because once again start here was unique for startup config i can just go ahead and hit enter and it, it saved my memory again on to step two of part two here. Configure switch one and switch two. I'm gonna read all these steps. Configure the default management interface so it accepts connections over the network or from the, over the network from the local and remote host. Use values in the addressing table. And what this means to me is from the local network, we need to set up the IP address on our switch virtual interface. And then for remote hosts, we also then need to set up our default gateway. B here, configure an encrypted password using the value in step 1A above. That was the Cisco enable EA55. Configure all lines to accept connections using the password from above. That would be the Cisco line PA55. Finally, configure the switch so that they can send data to hosts on remote networks. That there is the default gateway again. Okay, so looking here. What I'm going to do is configure switch one first and then configure switch two. Go ahead and close our router configuration window. I click on switch one at this point in time. I make the window a little bit bigger right to left so it formats. A little bit better, better here. Okay, getting down here. First things first. Configure the default management interface. We're doing our switch virtual interface. Now I need to get into privilege exec mode. Type enable, hit enter. 
get into global configuration mode, that is config T. Now I need to go into the interface for our management. It didn't say anything about using different VLAN, so let's just use the default VLAN, VLAN 1. And to get into that, we type in interface space VLAN 1. And notice our prompt has changed. We are now configuring interfaces. Once I'm in my VLAN 1 interface, we can go ahead and we can set our IP address. So IP space address space. Scroll up here to our addressing table. Switch 1. Here's our VLAN information, our IP addresses, and our default gateway. I'm going to go ahead, enter in our IP address 10.10.10.2. And then we, because we're setting the IP address, we need to include the subnet mask that, once again, is a slash 24 or 3255s.0. Anytime you do anything with interface, always make sure you do a no shutdown. VLAN 1, change state to up. LAN protocol, change state to up. Last thing we have to do is set that default gateway. On a switch, the default gateway is not associated with a particular interface. It's associated with the entire device. That means we need to get out of the interface configuration mode back into the global configuration mode. From there is where we can set our default gateway. All I have to do is type exit once. I'm now in global configuration mode. Command here is because this is part of the IP protocol, so we start off with IP, then default dash gateway, and we put in the IP address of our default gateway, which is 10.10.10.1. There we go. Configure an encrypted password using the value in step one. Now we need to do our password here. That is enable space secret because we want it encrypted. And then C-I-S-C-O-E-N-P-A-5-5. Oh, make sure you got it right. I have a capital I, I gotta change that to lowercase i. Hit enter. That looks good. Configure all lines to accept connections using the password from step 1A above. Okay, that means we need to get into our console port. That is line space con space zero. Set our password. That is the keyword of password. Then capital C I S C O L I N E P A 55. Hit enter, and we need to make sure the login process uses that password. All we have to do is type the word login, hit enter, and then we have to go in and do all the lines. So we got to do our virtual terminal lines. That here is line BTY04, password of capital C I S C O. L-I-N-E-A-5-5. Apply to the login process by typing the word login. And configure the switches so they can access on the remote network. That was our IP default gateway. 
let's go ahead and do i'm gonna rename this switch too at this point so type exit once out host name just so i know which device i'm working on and last step here was to save our configurations that was copy run space start and i'm in the wrong mode you can't be in global configuration mode that is in privilege exec mode go ahead and type exit once and that was a great example here i typed in something wrong and cisco let me know about it invalid input i recognized right away that the copy run start needed to be done in privilege exec mode not copy or not in global configuration mode i go ahead and type exit once copy run space start and asking do we want our destination file name to be startup config and it completes successfully once again no news is good news from cisco let's go ahead and do switch to right away switch to make the window a little bit bigger right or left enable to get into privilege exec mode config t to get into global configuration we need to go into our VLAN one again, set up those IP addresses, scroll up to my table. Right here is my information for switch to VLAN one. So interface VLAN one, enter IP address 10.10.20.2. And we're setting the IP address. We need to include that subnet mass 255 255.255.0 oh look at that i i i got an invalid command here but if i look before it i got an incomplete command before that i need to go and actually change that i need to go into interface vlan one now i can go ahead and set that ip address which was 10 that Okay, let's start over 10.10.10.2 with the subnet mask at 255 255 255.0 we need to do a no shutdown our vlan and our interface and line protocol both went up and now we need to set default gateway default gateways does not apply to an interface it applies to the device in general we need to get out of interface configuration mode type exit once we are now in global configuration mode right here we can set our default gateway command here is ip space default dash gateway with the ip address from our table of 10.10.20.1 10.10.20.1 .10 I spell default correctly. And once again, Cisco gave me some feedback saying I did something wrong. They use this little carrot sign right here to show right approximately where it is. I looked up here and yep, I did spell default wrong. I up arrowed once, left arrowed over, corrected the spelling for default. And now I can go ahead and hit enter and no news is good news. I set my IP address. Last thing I have to do is configure an encrypted password. Password here, 
was enable space secret because we want it encrypted. Capital C I S C O E N P A five five. And then all lines to accept connections using the password from 1A above. Line con zero. Password of capital C I S C O L I N P A five five. Apply to the login process and then switch to our line BTY zero to four. Once again, make sure you specify that range in there. Set our password to capital C I S C O L I N P A five five and apply to the login process and exit out. Last thing we need to do is enter in that IP address, which we already did for our default gateway and save our configuration on this switch. Get into privilege exec mode and to save our config, copy space run space start. You wanna call it startup-config? Yes, we do. So I just hit enter and we have saved our configuration. That takes care of step three on to there, sorry, that takes care of step two on to step three. Configure the host. Configure IP addressing on the host. If your configurations are complete, you should be able to ping all devices in your topology. I'm gonna go ahead and close the CLI for switch two. I am going to click on PC1. Over here, click on IP configuration. Scroll up to our addressing table. Here is our addressing information for PC1. I'm gonna go ahead, enter that in underneath IP config. Make sure you have static selected. Our IP address is 10.10.10.3. Subnet mask of 255.255.255.0. And our default gateway, which is our router IP address is 10.10.10.1. Go ahead and close that window out. Click on PC2, IP configuration, make sure static is selected, get our addressing information from the table, 10.10.20.3, subnet mask of 255.255.255.0, and our default gateway, which is our router interface of 10.10.20.1. And we have that set. Now let's go down. Last thing it said is if your configurations are complete, you should be able to ping all devices in your topology. Well, let's go ahead and try that. First thing here is I'm gonna click on PC1. I'm gonna start pinging everything from the left going to the right. Make the window a little bit wider, click on command prompt. And first thing I'm gonna do is I'm just going to ping myself, make sure I have my IP address correctly. So ping space. 10.10.10.3. There we go. That successfully works. Next thing I'm going to ping is switch one. Ping space and then get our IP address from our addressing table of 10.10.10.2. There we go. We had to do an ARP lookup. 
and then we are able to get replies from our switch. If we repeat that command again, up arrow once and press enter, all four should work. Then we're going to ping router A. We're going to ping the first, we're going to ping the gig zero zero interface first. Ping 10.10.10.1. That all worked. Then we'll ping the gig zero one interface. Ping 10.10.20.1. Once again, 10.10.20.1. All four worked there. Next thing is switch two in our process. Ping, and then the IP address from our cable for switch two is 10.10.20.2. 10.10.20.2. Okay, hopefully we're doing an ARP lookup. Timed out once. Timed out twice. Starting to worry a little bit. Timed out three times. Now I'm really starting to worry. Apparently I did something wrong on that. We're going to need to go look at switch two here. See what I did wrong. I'm going to go ahead, cl close the PC one window here for right now. I'm going to click on switch two, come over here, make the window a little bit wider, going right to left. And I'm going to enter in a show run command. I couldn't ping the IP address on my switch here. Uh, I didn't change the host name see that right away and I'm hitting the spacebar going down looking at my IP address here IP address of VLAN 1 is 10.10.10.2 but I have my third octet wrong I need to go in and change that IP address Get into global configuration mode, interface VLAN 1, hit enter. Now, IP version 4, to change an IP address, all you do is re-enter that IP address command in again, and it overwrites it. IP space address space, and then our correct address should be 10.10.20.2. 10.10.20.2. Two, because we are setting the IP address, we also need the subnet mask. 255, 255, 255.0. There we go. Exit out. Exit out. I'm going to go ahead and close switch to configuration. Open up PC1 again. Open up our command prompt. Let's try pinging switch 2 again. Ping 10.10.20.2. Okay, hopefully the first failure here is an ARP timeout. Uh, it took two ping failures to do all the ARP requests, but then we were able to do it. If I repeat the command, up arrow once, hit enter, all four will work. There we go. And the last thing we need to ping here in our setup is PC2 on the far network. Ping, and then our IP address of PC2 is 10.10.20.3. I'm going to retype that whole thing over, 10.10.20.3. There we go. And I'm hoping we're doing ARP lookups again. 
And there we go. One ping failed because it was doing an ARP lookup. If I repeat that command, all four successfully worked. That is the last step in here. I'm gonna go ahead and close that. One last thing I'm gonna do is check my completion. My completion is only at 97%. Huh, I must be missing something. I, I did have full connectivity, but I must be missing something. I'm gonna go ahead and click on check results in the packet tracer activity window down here. Opens this up. I'm gonna go to the assessment items and I'm going to look for any red X's. Green X's up. Router A, banner message of the day. I forgot to set a banner message of the day on router A. Go ahead and click close. Drag that down here. If I look back here, router A. I missed the last step, configure an appropriate banner message of the day. What I'm gonna do is click on router A. Make the window a little bit bigger going right to left. Hit enter to get started. We need our line console password at this point in time. That was capital C-I-S-C-O-L-I-N-E-P-A-5-5. Gets us into user exec mode. To get into privilege exec mode, type in and enable. That password was capital C-I-S-C-O-E-N-P-A-5-5. We are now into privilege exec mode. To set the banner message of the day, we need to go into global configuration mode. That is config T. Now we can go ahead and set our banner message of the day. Banner space MOTD. MOTD stands for message of the day. We put a delimiting character. Once again, when you set the banner message of the day, you need to use delimiting characters. One at the beginning, one at the end. Anything between those delimiting characters is going to be appear as your banner message of the day. The thing you need to pay attention about, your delimiting character cannot be used in the message. Because if you use it in the message, it would end that message, that banner, right where you use that character. I typically use the dollar sign as my delimiting character. So I've got a dollar sign in there. Now put in your message, unauthorized access prohibited. I put an exclamation point because that's important. And then I put my delimiting character of a dollar sign once again. Enter that in, type in exit, exit, log this out. And let's go ahead and check our results one more time. There, notice we have all green check marks through here. That is what we are looking for. We have a score of 49 out of 49. We have 100%. That was Packet Tracer Lab 1.6.1, Implement a Small Network. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on configuration examples. If you liked this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There, you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on practical configuration examples for the CCNA. I've created four wonderful playlists for you on the CCNA. These episodes, I go through all the concepts that Cisco calls out for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. 
I'll see you next time for another great adventure.